0: Anil Varach, uh, Executive Vice President and Director of Step Gold. Uh, Step Gold is a gold and silver producer producing from their phase one operation, uh, doubling our production profile over the next two years while continuing to explore and grow our asset base in Mongolia.
1: How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Welcome to London. Thank you. I apologize for the weather. <laughs> as expected. <laughs> as expected, <laughs> as advertised. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So you my at & Money, yep. uh, meaning investors, busy? Busy, yeah. busy, yeah. This is uh, a
0: lot busier than, than last year's, I would say. Uh, yeah, and so you're feeling a little bit more energized. Yeah, uh, I think there's four thousand pe- people here today, so it uh, seems better. Good, no, no, it's yeah.
1: good, it's good. I'm like I wanted to catch up with you guys because I think last time we spoke, you made a bunch of promises to me about how things would kind of advance and, and, and move ahead. I'm particularly yep. interested in balance sheet because you're producing mm-hmm. gold and silver now, right? Yep. How's the, yeah. the balance sheet?
0: Ah, uh, good. Uh, I can say we started this year with, uh, you know, uh, debt on the balance sheet plus mm. a lot of payables that mm. we uh, accrued when we weren't in production, uh, last year, uh, to avoid equity dilution, which we did successfully. Yeah. Yeah. So this year, uh, we produced probably already 30,000 ounces this year at about $800 an ounce since March till now. Uh, till to end of November, we'll call it. Uh, so that's obviously a lot of cash flow yeah. to pay, ba- pay back some of those payables, knock them down to actually pay back some of the debt we used uh to in, uh, acquire and install our phase two crusher. Yeah. So we drew down some debt and we used operating cash flow to pay that down. So we we'll are continue to use our cash flow to strengthen our balance sheet, going to the new year, hopefully with no debt or very minimal.
1: Okay. To allow us to expand into the phase two. That's what, that's what yeah. we're trying to get to. Trying to understand yeah. when when all that kind of gets paid off. Yeah. Fresh start, a fr- fresh start, and, and, and a run run at next year, 2023. So uh, phase two will be delivered by when? Uh,
0: about two years from now. Right. Okay.
1: Yeah. What does that give you? Where's does that move you from and to?
0: Yeah. So it moves us from about 50,000 ounces at about eight hundred dollars in cost to about one hundred five thousand ounces. Wow. At similar costs. Wow. Yeah. So maybe eight hundred, eight fifty. So it's a big big jump uh in cash flow yeah. as you can imagine and it's meaningful mine life it's over 10 and a half years today for phase two right
1: uh, and still growing a lot of the companies come on here they get value people people take the value early right mm-hmm. they're looking at these things and going it will probably be great one day you're not getting any joy in that front are you yeah no. i think what, what do you think people are waiting for? The, for the cash actually come rolling in for the debt to be paid off payables to be paid off
0: it's a, it's a mixed bag, to be honest. I yeah. can't give you the exact answer. I mean, all I can tell you is two and a half years ago, when we didn't have ten and a half years of mine life that's permitted and expanding, uh, solidified over a hundred thousand ounces, we were only at a three to four year mine life, oxide mine, at this run rate. And we were at Two hundred twenty million market cap. Today we're at sub eighty. Yeah. So yeah, we've we've executed the last year. So uh, maybe there's an overhang on the project financing side. People want to see yeah. that that can deli- be delivered. Yeah. So there's no imminent or massive equity dilution. And that's yeah. what we're trying to avoid so maybe that's one piece um I we have been producing for nine months without any stoppage so i, I can't say people are waiting too much longer to see continued yeah. production but we're going into the winter there is lower recovery lower production as expected mm. um maybe you want to see that maybe you want to see the balance sheet a bit stronger um, expiration results <laughs> it, it's a mixed bag because i see guys put out expiration results yeah nothing happens producers who generate cash flow like us Nothing happens, but then those producers who generate a nice drill hole, then they get some love. So maybe that's what we need. Well, anyway, 2020 was nuts. I think
1: everything was super overvalued at that point. So, but even now we're having de-rest as much as you have getting into production, which is no mean feat. Mm -hmm. Not too many people can claim that. Most people talk about it. Not many people deliver it. That's right. And we're talking about 105,000 ants a year production within two years. That's. Those are some nice moments to be looking forward to. So Absolutely. what are the, you get the Mongolia factor. We talk about it every single time. Really? The, the, the more Mongolian companies come on here, the more we realize it it's pretty good place to do business. Absolutely, I mean, uh, you have a supportive government as we saw last year when we put that feasibility study out.
0: Yeah. They gave us the capital when we couldn't get anywhere else or didn't have any production yeah, exactly. at the time, and we were able to move phase two forward. Uh, supportive government, there's no violence or terrorism. Yeah. Uh, the government's actually been paying us uh, on spot pricing for all our gold sales yeah. in the country, and since May of this year, a premium, 5% premium. So right. like, all the right things, Rio Tinto doubling down, Zijin making their first public. So yeah, things are, are moving forward. Mongolia knows how how critical the mining industry is and, and players like us who are growing and yeah. creating local jobs and all that stuff. So arguably uh, one of the better jurisdictions out there if you've seen a lot of ups yeah. and downs in the, the Americas and, and elsewhere.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. so and what, what we've seen, um, well, we've, again, we're, something we've talked about, but I think it's worth kind of going over is the ability to actually get your consumables, whether they be your reagents or, or, or whatever, because yep. they've got to come from outside country, That's right? right? And they, they I know you've got multiple routes to, to market for that. Experiencing any issues now, because you made from this kind of just-in-time to this kind of inventory-based
0: yeah. system? Yeah, so we solved that just-in-time yeah. issue where we're dependent on only one supplier, one country, mm-hmm. being China. So that land border with China still remains closed today for hazardous materials. We yeah. procured our, our phase two crusher last yeah. year, Yeah. And installed it from that same border, but has materials are still not crossing that border. So we've solved it by sending the same supply from China up to uh, other countries, Korea included, uh, Russia included. And we've we've received uh, multiple shipments this year. Right. And you know, I can comfortably say today we're probably about six months of inventory on site. Mm. So we haven't. We don't receive uh, our next shipment for four months. We're still not stopping production. yeah, And so it gives us a lot of breathing room now. And we said we, we would do that. We said we'd do it by summer, but that's just the reality we live in, it took
1: longer. Right, okay. That, you know. And so as, as the kind of balance sheet gets tidy, tidied up, yeah. you'll be creating a fair bit of free cash flow, one would imagine. Yep. Yeah. Is, is your attitude, given what you come from, head down, let's just do our thing here, or are you starting to have a look around elsewhere with people who haven't perhaps been able to deliver what you've delivered? Right? A producer.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's natural. Uh, one is, yeah, the cash is going to build up quickly because a lot of our inventory has been paid for in terms of mining, blasting, mm. and they're sitting there, ready to be mm. processed. So we have 70 plus thousand ounces ahead of us. So if we never blasted or mined again, at least for 18 months, we can yeah. continue to produce and generate cash flow. A lot of that, has been paid for. Yeah. So you're going to see the cash build up even more. You allocate costs, they're all in cost, and it's similar, but yeah. from a cash flow perspective, it's only going to get stronger for the next 18 months. Yeah. So that's, we're going to plow through that, try to get as much cash as we can out of this business to strengthen our balance sheet, yeah. to allow to use that cash to self fund the equity component of the phase two expansion. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah, so you always have to look at other things, but for us, there's a lot of opportunity in country first. Right. We're not looking uh, outside of Mongolia at the moment. There's, you know, this is a relatively still underexplored country. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunity in country. So what we want to do is continue to consolidate, we think in country, become the platform. So in a couple of years, as we get bigger and bigger and have executed phase two, maybe we have a phase three with our UK license, yeah. getting closer to production. We built a production profile that's has scale, has meaningful mind life, which we've already demonstrated the phase two, and then mm. maybe it makes sense, but uh, there's enough, opportunity in country, I
1: would say, that we don't need to uh, look elsewhere at the moment. Well, that's kind of interesting, because I I was wondering how much the Mongolian factor had played in your perception of what the market thinks about you, so therefore, would you de-risk and go to another jurisdiction? I can understand why Mongolia is fairly untapped, right? There's not a Mm -hmm. lot of players there. Maybe that's part of the issue. People just don't quite kind of get it here. So where would you liken Mm -hmm. Mongolia to? Because I think there's the kind of anti-China rhetoric, which goes around a lot, and Mm -hmm. obviously Russia's going through its its issues at at, at the moment. So what would you say it's like in terms of working?
0: Well, one is misunderstood. We spent years educating people about Mongolia because you get a lot of responses from institutional investors, no Mongolia. And then I, I asked the question, why? Yeah. And a lot of them didn't know. Exactly. They, they read the Financial Times and they saw some skirmish between Oyetogoy and Rio Tinto. Yeah. That was an asset company specific issue, not a, yeah. uh, a country issue. Yeah. So yeah. it's education. And we're showing that through execution. Like it's right. really hard to not look at the facts. And we built a mine with the government support, have created those jobs, and profitably. Yeah. So no one's held us back. In fact, the government never held back Oyetogoy during this 10 years of noise that's always progressed there was never a, a blockade mm. or any of the uh, anything of, of that sort in country which happens in many other countries by the way when there's a uh, um, you know unresolved yeah. uh, issue with the government in the um, a major or super yeah. major like Rio yeah uh, so for us it's all about education yes people look at where we have two superpowers Russia and China we're landlocked uh, mm. and when they're saying well you're stuck are they gonna invade you mm. uh, is that your only options for yeah. partnership no um, in fact the Koreans, Japanese, Germans, Indians, uh, uh, U.S. are all in Mongolia in one way or another. Whether they're building out infrastructure, yeah. and looking for other uh, mining opportunities, so um, Japan, Korea as well, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You, I think we're we're in a strategic opportunity here, having executed. Multiple times in Mongolia, yeah, right? And
1: now people are looking for more uh, opportunities than they'll, they'll work through us. Well, strategic opportunity is one thing, because mm-hmm. for you is a bit operating business. Yep. I'm looking for investment opportunity. You've mm-hmm. got Uncle Eric aboard, haven't you? Mm-hmm. He, he's quite good at spotting opportunities. Yes. And I understand he's invested a little bit more money recently. On top yes, well. yes. Yeah. So, you know, he was our last equity investor
0: in August yeah. 2020. We raised yeah. uh, $50 million just with him. Very strategically, uh, yeah. great for the stock and, and great for him to come into Mongolia finally. He uh, hasn't sold a share and, and I would say I think he's about uh, in the last few months, he's bought six hundred thousand shares on market. So okay. he's not buying many shares of any company on market. He's not massive endorsement. So you know he's close to eleven percent of our company. Uh, I think he sees the value. You know we've done everything. We're aligned with our investors of not diluting unnecessarily. Mm. We own the company just like he does. Um, and so it's, it's a great endorsement and marketing tool, I guess, because people see it and they see that he's not. Uh, backing
1: too many other companies on the market like that. Yeah, well, there's a few people kind of follow, follow him, whatever he invests in, they, yeah. they, they, they do tend to follow. Um, so, if, so if you, 2023, I, like, gold's doing its thing at the moment, and obviously mm-hmm. we've seen a little bump where we're 1750 at the moment-ish. Yep. Ish, yep. Um, you know, we'll, whether we re, you know, return to the levels we saw of nearly 2000 um, bucks or not, Be happy at these levels? Yeah, do, actually, you, do you need the, the price to move significantly to-
0: No, I think the yeah, market does, the yeah, equity markets do. It feels that way, yeah. You, you, that's the sentiment that you will drive people into the market, but we don't as a producer. Yeah. You know, we, we, we make a very healthy margin, yeah. you know, $800 plus at this price, and our phase two will be very similar yeah. margin. So we don't need that. And, and going back to your point about valuation, people stuck on maybe it's just Mongolia only, should you look elsewhere? Well, in a couple of years, when we're generating that kind of cash flow, Mm-hmm. Well, what what can you do? You can buy back shares, pay a dividend. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to create a liquidity event or close that valuation gap yeah. without relying on a sale or buying some other asset elsewhere. So, what 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 gets excited is in a couple of years we'll have a lot
1: more cash to keep growing or.
0: Create some opportunity, opportunity, right? right. I,
1: I think I think this is the thing that investors need to kind of look at more closely when they're yeah. talking about companies is the margins, mm-hmm. right? Because we've seen, and I say this a lot, you know, there've been a lot of um, cost increases, inflationary um, pressures coming from from below. Yep. The kind of price squeeze as goal has come off, or you know got down to you know as sixteen hundred. it was kind of it's still good, mm-hmm. but for marginal projects, not so much. If you're producing costs. Are something similar. It's below a thousand bucks. You kind of don't mind so much. These moments will, you'll still make money, right? So it's fine. Um, But a high gold price also also good news. But it kind of means that there's kind of potentially less choice. I kind of like these moments Mm because the kind of marginal projects or the suboptimal projects get squeezed out of the market. So no bad thing. You yeah. don't feel you're one of those, so yeah. you don't really mind these prices, do you? Not at
0: all. Not at all. That's the beauty. I mean, and most producers should be looking that way, that they should be able to make yeah. money at $1,500, right. 1400 1200 yeah. not relying on a higher gold price at some point in the future where you'll yeah. see they're 2000 and they're worth this much, but what are they worth <laughs> at yesterday's price? 1700 uh, yeah, right? Not 1700 So yeah. yeah, we look at that all the time. So we have a nice, healthy cushion. that. You know, we don't need to rely on a higher gold price to build a very strong cash yeah. flow, cash flowing business. Of course, from an equity perspective, it's nice to see a higher share price and the sentiment would move if gold price moves, I think, and that's where we'll get the love. And if not, yeah. we have other ways, optionality like yeah. we discussed. Absolutely, yeah, and yeah.
1: I would encourage people to look at companies that can actually make money, right? Yeah. It's, it's old-fashioned, I call yeah. it, because people seem <laughs> yeah. to have forgotten running a business that is about making money, whatever exactly. the nature of that business is. And gold um, companies which need a super high gold price which we're nowhere near, or would need a significant change in the market to affect. Ooh. That's a hope and a prayer type territory, yep. not good investment. Well, look, you good to see you. You too. Glad you made it all the way over here. Thank you. Looking forward to seeing what twenty twenty three delivers for you. Sounds like you got it under control.
0: Oh, hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. okay cool.